Have you ever had a priest ask you if you pray? Might be kind of a scary question for some of us, depending on where we're at in our journey, we may or may not be praying. And I was talking to a priest as I continue to reflect on the weekend, the joy and prayer workshop, and the Magnificat that I spoke at, which is a beautiful prayer breakfast. I highly recommend you try and find a Magnificat somewhere in your area. They're all across the nation. This one happened to be the biggest Magnificat in the nation. So I was so blessed to be there and being friends and having the workshop with Karen Dwyer, who is the person who is the coordinator of Magnificat. So it was kind of like this double thing that we did together. And there was just, there were so many graces and so many new people that I met and faces and things for me to contemplate, feedback. And I don't know, it was just, it was pretty cool. It was awesome. And one of those things was when I was speaking with uh, Father Michael, who has a Blaze ministry, you can find him on YouTube. We were talking about how important prayer is. And I said, yes, it's so important that St. Francis de Sales and many saints say that you cannot stop sinning if you do not pray. Let's think about that. Let's think about that. You cannot stop sinning if you do not pray. And those are venial sins, by the way, that he is referencing. But I'm pretty darn sure that that goes along with mortal sins. Which, I have to say, made me reflect about where I was on my journey if a priest ever asked me that question before. And I have had that question asked by a priest before in confession. When I was confessing, sorry, I have every applause. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear it, but I can hear it. I have every appliance in my kitchen gurgling and bubbling and kicking on. And I started this podcast twice already because my coffee maker was starting to like tick and knock and all this kind of stuff. So anyway, now my refrigerator. And you know what? I'm blessed that I have a coffee maker and a refrigerator and this kitchen and a laptop that could be my backup for my phone that I still don't have. So, you know, hey, I know it's a silly request, but if you think about praying for me to have my phone returned to me, that would be great. So I don't have to buy another one of those ridiculously expensive things. Okay. Where was I? Back to the event, back to my appliances. I totally probably lost where I was at, but totally blessed to be with those people. And it made me contemplate where, where I was. If someone asked me today, do you pray versus back in the day when I was committing mortal sin? And yes, a priest and now ice just dropped in the freezer. I don't know who does not want me to tell you this story. 
Is it the evil one? I don't know. So I'm in confession, confessing mortal sin. More, I think it was a couple mortal sins. This was back when I was watching pornography and self-gratifying. And the priest asked me if I prayed. And I said, well, I do. I talk to God. I kind of pray the rosary, but I'm not really consistent with it. And he said to me, you've got to be consistent because you will not be able to battle this mortal sin without God and prayer and grace. And I don't know if I've mentioned that in a long time or ever in a kind of one podcast topic because it's I I constantly tell you that you need the Lord in order to live the two greatest commandments, right? Really, the two parts of the second greatest commandment, to love yourself and to love those around you, especially your enemies and those who push your buttons and those who frustrate you and your family members who get under your skin, who don't believe what you believe. Who think you're crazy? Maybe even a conspiracy theorist, a Jesus freak, a person that they just don't know anymore. Stop talking about God. Come back into the real world. Those people (laughs) are the ones that you need to love on even more. And we can't do that unless we have Remember the first greatest commandment, the Lord in our life, the one and only Holy Trinity. Pray individually to the Father as our creator, the one who loves us into existence and knows exactly every step, every moment of our lives. We still have free will, but he knows what we choose. So he knows the ending and he always works for the good. Then we have Jesus, the one who redeems us, the one who heals us, the one who knows what it's like to be a man and have the feelings of human beings on this earth, be prosecuted and chastised, the one who loves us so much he gave up his life and put through so much pain and anguish and angst to save our souls, bring us to eternity in heaven forever. His arms are open to us in confession. Run to him. And then the Holy Spirit who is within us at baptism and also if we were confirmed into the church should be set on fire. Let's speak to the Holy Spirit every single day, every moment. Let's talk to the Spirit of God in us. Let's ask the Spirit of the Lord to fill us with peace and love and joy, with truth, to guide us and lead us. 
help us hear his voice. And through prayer, understand who God is in our lives by reflecting on our day, by looking back and saying, okay, Lord, I want to sit with yesterday or I want to sit with that conversation with that person. I'd like to sit and review my confession or the sin that I just committed. This is how we learn. This is what prayer is about. If we don't just think about prayer as vocal prayer, where we rattle off the rosary and rattle off the divine mercy chaplet without meditation, right? That and devotions and novenas where we read and we just speak the words, but we're not really talking from the heart. And what happens when you have that kind of prayer, you're talking to the Lord. So it's a mixture of contemplative prayer and meditative prayer. What's the difference? So meditative prayer, which is mental prayer, which is what I believe you need to do every day. Why? Because we're all called to be saints. We may not be canonized, but we're called to be holy. We're called to live the two greatest commandments, and we can't do the second one without the first one. And the second commandment is how we serve God, by loving ourselves and loving our neighbors And by the way, it's not just me who's saying you must pray mental prayer every day. It's St. Teresa of Avila. Because every saint prayed mental prayer at a minimum for 15 minutes, but I'm sure the saints were probably, probably doing a minimum of a holy hour a day. Jesus asks... Come on, can you not wait for an hour? I mean, hello, I'm God, right? Our currency with God is our time. What's more important than spending some time with God? Why? Because he's going to make your day that much more beautiful, that much more peaceful. All your burdens will be lighter. Your tasks will be easier because you're going to see him in him. You're going to talk to him more. You're going to have compassion in your heart for that person who frustrates you. Why? Because you're going to be calling on God or you'll be talking to him moments before that person comes into your, into your way, into your space or into your face. (laughs) That cracked me up. So mental prayer is Reflecting on something, you could be just looking at the crucifix and thanking Jesus, thanking God the Father, the Holy Spirit. By the way, I didn't finish that. The Holy Spirit is in us. The Holy Spirit is here to sanctify us, to change us, to transform us, to transfigure us. It's the Spirit of God the Father within us. And Jesus together. Okay. Then, okay, so meditation is, is again, looking at an object, um, taking a section of a 
spiritual book, most the best one that I suggest and that I do every day is the daily reading. Why? Because it's specifically for this day. And I always seem to get something out of it. It may I may not get my go do this today message, but I get something out of the readings every day. And I sit here and I think, well, geez, if all Catholics read the daily readings every day and asked God what we want he wanted us to do with that, maybe the world would be a lot different. So that is what meditation is about. As you ask the Lord, what do you want me to do for you today? Contemplative prayer. And by the way, when you ask that question, you, you know, you find it in the reading, something will jump out at you. Maybe it's a theme within that reading that cries out to you like surrender or forgiveness or prayer, or sins. I mean, something's going to jump out at you. And it might even just be a word. Remember I said the old, pick up your cross daily and follow me, is what Jesus was saying to me during the time when I was struggling with daily prayer. One day I'd do it, two days I wouldn't, one, two, three days I'd do it, the fourth day I wouldn't. The fifth day, I'd kind of do it, you know, and what happened? Well, in, in one of those days that I did it, one word smacked me in the face and it was daily. You've got to do this daily. Why? Because every day is different. We need God walking with us every moment of every day. Give us this day our daily bread. Daily, 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 daily. I mean, you can't see it enough out there. It's up and down the Bible. It is the daily spiritual battle, the new, the dawn of the new day. That's, you know, today is the moment. Today is the day. This is all we have right now with God, right here, right now. Think about it. Yesterday is gone. Five minutes is gone. We don't have five minutes into the future, a guarantee of being on this earth. So this is why if we continue to to pay attention, live with purpose and meaning, we will begin to see things that we've never seen before. We will see that flower that we've walked by a thousand times, or maybe it's a weed and all of a sudden it looks like a flower because it's God's creation. As the seasons change, you'll notice different things. Maybe you'll be paying attention to the, you know, crispness of the air where I'm living. I'm getting into fall. Days are getting shorter. Anyway, the point is meditation is, (laughs) I don't know where I was going with the point is, we need to spend time with God every single day. And the more time we spend with him, the more we're going to know his voice, the more we'll be able to accurately know that, yeah, this is God. This isn't just me and my desires, and it's not the ultimate deceiver leading me because, you know, Satan doesn't always have this, 
I mean, he doesn't attack us in the blatant ways, right? He's not out there in the big red outfit looking all gross and disgusting, standing in front of us saying, follow me. No, he's taking the good and the true and he's twisting it just enough and feeding off of our fears and feeding off of our anxieties and our worries and the love of our family who don't have God in their lives or our past guilt and shame. That's how he works. And in a lot of cases, we fall for it and we make those decisions that we think are going to make us feel better. But there, it's him guiding us and leading us down that wrong path. Okay, meditation. Sorry, let me get back to meditation, contemplation. Let you get on with your life with God. Okay, sorry. Yes, I am a beat the dead horse kind of chick today. So meditation, the purpose, find some object, some spiritual reading. The daily readings are my lovely choice because the more you read the Bible, the more the Bible reads you. And then ask the Lord what you wanted, what do you want to do for him today? And keep your mind open to the fact that he may not have you do anything that sounds like it's biblical. I told you about that one time he put in my head, call your mother. My mom was the one that talked me off this ledge that I was on. It was truly God speaking through her. It's a 10-minute conversation, and it was awesome. But it wasn't, you know, there was no call your mother kind of thing going on in the readings that day. (laughs) So just open your entire, this is where you need humility. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you the humility to have the ears to hear and the eyes to see what God wants you to see in that moment. Then contemplation is a gaze of love. This is you and God. It's best when you're in front of him in the tabernacle or in adoration where he's exposed in the blessed sacrament. Staring at him, loving him, thanking him, gazing at him and allowing him to impact us, allowing his grace to come into us. This isn't the time to be asking him for things to do, but he may put things on your heart. This is a time when hopefully you're giving him that hour. Sometimes if you could do two hours in there, bring a notepad, bring some, bring a pen, (laughs) something to write with. Usually I bring the paper and I can't find (laughs) any kind of pens. Don't be upset if you don't get anything, right? Like I got no message. That's okay though. That's not the point of contemplation. Contemplative prayer is to be there. Spending that time, giving him your currency and your heart. That's it your heart. I give you my heart, Lord. I love you more than anything on this earth. I ask you to help me detach from the desires of my heart that are not 
of you. I ask you, Lord, to help me be loving and kind and compassionate to myself and to others today and to serve you as best that I can. Are you praying? If a priest asks you that today, what would you say? You know my feeling about prayer because you are called to have a supernatural, spiritual, physical, mental, soul-changing relationship and experience with God through prayer, through his experiences with you on this journey. You, not the visionary down there that writes that article in that blog on that website, not Miss Susie, who's able to sit in the church for hours and hours a day, who everyone in your parish think is, thinks is the holiest person on the earth, or that nun who I see in adoration every time I go, or that priest, or that pastor in another denomination. How spiritual and prayerful that person is. Because it's not always the Catholics that inspire us or that we think are holier than thou. We need to have a relationship with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit, and with God the Father, individually, holistically, together at the same time, The Trinity is the only place we should go. We should not be looking to the Pope, to any man, to any woman, your spouse, your children, your best friends, your priests, bishops, bosses, doctors, We got to wake up and we have to build that relationship with God so that we know what the truth is and what our decisions should be in life. And we know quickly this quiet time through meditation and contemplation is specifically for you to tune in and tune out the world, right? Shut it all down so that you can tune into God's spirit and his voice. And as things come into your heart and into your mind, 
You can talk to God about it. Ask him, is this of you? Do you want this of me? What would this be? And he'll put some thoughts in your head and you'll have an, you know, and all of a sudden you'll be like, wow, I never thought of that before. Number one, that's always a sign that it's not you. Now you got to decide, is it, (laughs) is it Satan or is it God? And when you spend that time in silence and you learn God's voice, when you're in the craziness of the day, because you do have to get out of that (laughs) that chapel or your prayer place, right? You got to get out and face the world. But you'll know those promptings. You'll feel that gut instinct. You'll hear a voice that'll just say, don't go there. Return, turn left here. You know, and the more that you're actually submissive to it, the easier it gets. And that is what everybody wants, right? You want to live in the spirit of God. You want to know the truth with the information that you see and read and hear and watch. And you want to see God and hear God through all of the things that we have available to us because God speaks to us through everything. What we see and what we hear, what we touch, who we love. And as long as we bring him into it, he'll lead us to the truth. We'll be able to weed through the through the, through the crud pretty easily. Okay, sorry, long one, but important one. Do you pray? And if you do not, get on it. Get on it. You can go to my website. I've got a 40-day prayer prayer course. It's 15 minutes every day, but we focus on one thing and that's pretty much all that we're supposed to do. And that prayer, that that prayer program is for people who don't have any kind of prayer life, by the way, and don't, you know, and, and can learn how to use all the beautiful resources in the Catholic church. And you and I walk together. It's a three minute video. It comes into your inbox every day. And you get this practice, right? And and it's it's fun because I also share I also share some of my challenges with some of the things that I tried to incorporate in my prayer life. But what I'm talking about also is the meditation and the con- the contemplation, and that's the quiet time with God, and I, and that's not necessarily what is. You know, this says spend 15 minutes. Yes, but this is just getting you into the practice. Anyway, that being said, I just want to say that I, I, I want you to do something, right? So commit, make the choice to love God, choose to love God, take a risk for Jesus, open your heart to him, change your world and make that answer Do you pray a resounding yes? Yes, I do. I live with God in silence and in the craziness of my life. All righty. I love you all. Have a blessed and inspired day. Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power, and hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard, 
do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today.